Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Stylish Shed podcast. What should I call myself? Matthew the Fear Weir? I was thinking you could be Scary Warbis. Oh yeah, I am Scary Warbis, aren't I? I've got to say, um, Mimi did a real number on you with that whole Hannibal Lecter <laughs> picture <laughs> that she posted, that she made. For those that I... don't know, Kerry's face was incorporated into several horror movies by her daughter. But I mean, it wouldn't be Hannibal Lecter in your house, would it? What did your mum think he was called, Kerry? Cannibal Lectern. Yes, Cannibal Lectern. And the movie was? The Silent Lamb. <laughs> and we put that out as a, well, I put it out as a tweet. And um, the, what's, he, what's his name? That brilliant actor man. Martin oh. Sheen. Yes, he replied to my tweet with a video of himself reading the lines as if he was Hannibal Lecter, but saying the lines that my mum had got all wrong. Hi, this is Cannibal Lecter with your bedtime story. There once was a silent lamb. It was silent because it was in my belly. Now, some of you have probably heard that already because I've mentioned it before on the slideshow, but that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, I'm frantically checking now, and it wasn't Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is Charlie Sheen's dad. <laughs> What's his name, the Welsh guy? It is Sheen something, isn't it? It's something Sheen, isn't it? Michael Sheen? Yeah, I think that's it. Mr Sheen, the, the Polish. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that was a bit of a, a coup, wasn't it, when he suddenly mm. popped up? I still get people retweeting that. Did you have a good Halloween? Did you get involved at all? We did. I was working till late. Uh, I sounded like I was working till late one. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> went into that song. I was working in the lab. Now, I was working quite late. <laughs> Mimi did the, um, she was doing the trick or treaty sweets, giving it. She was dressed as a skeleton and we had this massive bowl of sweets. And she was giving them out to the kids. We put a huge pumpkin lantern out on the doorstep. And I was working. And then I was listening to The Archers, the Halloween episode. And at points, Mimi would come in and she actually said two comments that were really funny, made me laugh. You know, like when somebody doesn't normally listen to The Archers, overhear stuff. She commented on Alistair talking to Den Denise and went, oh, he's got no riz. <laughs> I didn't know what she meant, and it's to do with flirting well, having riz. I just naturally assumed it meant he had no rizzler to skin up. <laughs> well, he hasn't got that either, I'm sure. And then she heard pig talk, and she went, oh, a pig's the new cheese. Because <laughs> last time she heard it, it was just Helen in her cheese factory. Well, things move pretty quickly on the archers, Mimi, you know? <laughs> Are pigs the new cheese? That could be a question for the ages. All right, as it's Halloween, Kerry, and we've got yeah. lots to get through in terms of Archer's Chat and yeah. Halloween ads, would you like to hear the first ad? I would love to, Matthew. By the way, I think your riz is probably strong. Yeah, well, my riz is off the, ch off the charts. Oh, yeah, I bet it is. I riz everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to play now. Come with the Cider Shed on a journey into the unknown. Darkness falls across the green. The Cider Shed greets Halloween. 
Tony crawls in search of soup, enslaved to Pat's foul, toxic gloop. And whosoever shall be seen, munching on their cordwell cream, must stand and scale the treacherous stairs while wearing David's vintage flares. The foulest stench comes wafting through the funk of putrid Borchester blue as zombies roam across the kingdom. Darrington, Penny Hassett, even Swindon. You sense the smell of rotting flesh. Oh, never mind. It's from Bridge Farm Fresh. You run through Brookfield's lower field, using Peggy as a human shield. But if that caravan's a rockin', beware, cause Leonard's got his c**kin'. And just when you think you're going to be fine, up pops Adam with some lines. But as terrifying as all this sounds, at least it's not a from me <laughs> so what do you reckon do you think that'll pull in the punters i i, I think you I might, think be, onto might be onto something selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with shopify Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh my God. Matthew, you have surpassed yourself. Well, I'd have to say, I originally wanted Eddie Grundy to do that. And I was like, no, it's got to be Vincent Price. That's much better. Just have it as Amazing. the original. Um, that is a masterpiece, Mr. Weirwolf. Yeah, very good. Now, Patreons are going to hear a bleeped version of that at the end. Mm. And I think the general release is just going to have a fully redacted version. <laughs> have you had quite a lot of spare time this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Wednesday was a holiday. Oh, good. Right, Kerry. What's yeah. going on? Is Hannah going to be homeless and therefore Jazz is taking her job? Or is she getting the room in the bungalow? So there's absolutely no point Jazz are applying for it. What's happening? I'm completely confused. Yes, everyone is confused about that. A little more confused, though, is or confusing, should I say, is that Jazz has never seen a printer before. Yeah, I had visions of him trying to insert a sausage roll into it or something. <laughs> Obviously, that would be yeah. 
that would breach biosecurity, so that wouldn't happen. But yeah, know. but Hannah planted that last one, didn't she? So who knows what she'll get up Ooh, to? Still, every, every, honestly, every time I hear her, still, that's all I think about that wrapper that was planted. And I know many people are glad that she did that, but I'm not. Isn't it slightly awkward that she lives with Stella? Because Stella gave George a job, didn't she? Driving the tractor. Oh yes. I don't think she is that fast. You know, she's quite desperate, isn't she? She went round to Stella's on after it was mentioned in the pub at the pub quiz that, that, that there was this spare room and Hannah aced the quiz. She knew who Humphrey Bogart was and Cleopatra, although Jazza thought Cleopatra was... Evie Martinez, yeah. the villa goalie. <laughs> and I looked at that villa goalie. I thought, I can't see Cleopatra really. Was Jazza having a smoke outside the pub when he was chatting to Alistair? It sounded like he was lighting up, didn't it? There was a lovely Zippo lighter sound effect, wasn't there? So we're led to believe he smokes. They're just not saying it, are they? Does that mean Alistair does too, though? Because they were both out there. But he's got no riz. (laughs) He smokes a pipe, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was all a bit strange. And then, Mm. So there's several things that are kind of pinging off of this storyline. It's a vehicle for Alistair to push Jazzer into applying for the job because he was, you know, basically saying that every now and again an opportunity comes along, Jazzer. Mm. He's obviously so he's talking about Denise, isn't he? Yeah. And then you've got this idea of Hannah saying like you should go for it. This is this is you shouldn't always play yourself down. Mm-hmm. But if he applies for the job and then Hannah goes, oh, it's all right. I got the room at uh, the bungalow. I'm, mm. I'm going nowhere, Jazzer. It's all been for nothing. I know. Well, I mean, there is no job advert at this stage, is there anyway? It's only if I leave, you would be good at the job is all that's been said. I felt like the wheels were more in motion than that. But yeah, I mean, Martin Gibson's going to be delighted that they're just organising their own recruitment without his rubber stamping it. But then again, he did pretty much shoehorn George into the the Mm. setup, didn't he, without really consulting anyone. Yeah, true. I hope uh, Jazz, I don't think has grounds to be upset about it. But it, what it might do is fuel his belief in himself to perhaps do something better. Well, the, him and Tracy were a pub quiz team. We didn't get to hear much of them, but they were in the quiz, weren't they? Yeah, I don't think they did very well, did they? Well, if he thinks Cleopatra is an Aston Villa goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought Humphrey Bogart was Peter Shilton. <laughs> yeah. It did sound like a strange pub quiz because as soon as they sat down, they said they'd have to do a paper round. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't ever experienced that. I did have a paper round when I was little. Did you do that awful job? I think I delivered magazines for the kiosk for a couple of weeks. I'm not sure I had the paper round. It might have been a Saturday thing. A bit harsh from Paul to say um, when they were talking about Denise, she would have enjoyed the quiz. And then he said, uh, I'm going to try her on the Ambridge bonfire. I was like, isn't it a guy more traditional? <laughs> they've got a nice relationship though haven't they paul and denise I, I liked that she was up for a party yeah but no uncle rufus no now do you think there is one or there isn't one? Oh, there's definitely an uncle rufus because paul knows he exists but whether he's actually coming to visit or not something's wrong here isn't it denise has showed up saying that uncle rufus is coming to stay yeah i meant more as he come to stay but yeah 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 and she's told john that she's gone on a course so she's lying to her partner about it yeah do you not get the impression that uncle rufus is like a gb news watching conspiracy theorist flat earther (laughs) because apparently he has like interesting (laughs) theories on how to cook potatoes how to organize the cutlery and he's got weird views so Mm. i mean i think he's 
totally in the zone of the demographic. Yeah. Oh, we know she's got a kind of broken relationship with her husband. But when you start lying about where you're going, it's over really, isn't it? She said that this course was in Bradford, wasn't it? And you can't do that. You'll always get found out. Not a fan of that lying about where you are situation. See, I like Denise. I really like her so far, but that I didn't like. So she got to run around the Grundy world of ghoul or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. They had a right laugh, didn't they? And it's blackmail as well. So there's compromat. So Eddie jumps out, takes a photo and then threatens to send it to your employers. <laughs> He's basically like the Halloween version of Putin, isn't he? Yeah. Were there many other people on it? I mean, it was nice to hear Denise and Alistair have a, have a pleasant evening and they get, obviously get along. Just kidding, Vlad, if you're listening, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he probably is as well, isn't he? Oh, did you hear on that Halloween trail, did you hear Peggy cackling away in the background? I think <laughs> she was on it. Is she the vampire that you sponge? As if that's ever happened before. I don't know. I mean, you know, I've often thought it was the Grundys as sponging vampires. but. (laughs) And then, of course, Alistair's fate was in his sticky hands. (laughs) Wasn't it? Naughty. It was cake rings again, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to know what the aeroplane means. Probably means you're going on holiday, doesn't it? Yeah. Denise said she'd seen a coin and an aeroplane. I was like, how the f*** do you get an aeroplane into a loaf of barn bread? cake. <laughs> Boeing seven Oh, oh, is that my slice? Is it the one with the wings and the fuselage sticking out of it? <laughs> I found it quite contrived and laboured. Is that me being awful? It was a bit strange. Uh, the fact mm. that it was just them in the wood on what was meant to be this quite popular event. Mm. You know, it's down to casting, isn't it, and stuff. But it did seem a little bit off. I thought. Yeah, and also when Alistair was at the door, going bang, 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 bang about the party noise, and then Denise opened the door and she said, "Oh, I'm a bit superfluous here, and it's not very spooky." And Alistair went, "Why should it be spooky?" Which was a bit strange. And then within five seconds, said, "Do you want to come on a Halloween walk?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to remember the last time we heard someone banging on a door complaining about a party and it was Roy. He went round to complain. I was trying to think who was having the party. I think it was the, was it Chelsea and all of that lot? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. He was very angry, wasn't he? Yeah, and we never heard from him again. (laughs) And that was the end of Roy. He's in the freezer, I think. (laughs) Yeah, the premise now is because of cake rings. And Denise did say, ooh, that'll be a lucky lady. Yeah. There is stuff going on there, isn't there? Alistair's Riz was poor. Denise is making nice comments about him. Are they going to get it on within a year? Are they going to marry within a year, let alone get it on? Yes, that as well. (laughs) I mean, they're going to have to fast track it, aren't they? I mean, it'll be a bit pathetic if, like, the cake told the bloody truth about their fate, isn't it? But, again, there's another little twist in that one, isn't there? Because Denise is encouraging Paul to extend his contract there and was oiling the cogs for that. And it sounds like that's already gone ahead, hasn't it now? So, which means she's not going to be under Alistair's nose all the time. She said, I'll find something else. And he was like, yeah, because, you know, if you come back, it'll be in place of Paul. Uh, you could almost hear Alistair thinking like, I, I, I don't want to shag Paul. <laughs> I want to shag <laughs> you, Denise. This is not going the way I planned it. I thought that might lead to Alistair saying, don't go. I have feelings for you because he hasn't actually ever said it, has he, properly? I think she's going to hang around in a different capacity now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because 
Lovell James has got other places around, haven't they? Isn't there one slightly closer to Borchester or something? Yeah. Um, not that you can get there because Rob's blocking the road. But <laughs> I think she might be back now and we're going to mm. get a lot more of the Paul, Denise, Alistair dynamic. Paul's voice on Sunday, I thought yeah. he'd hired Liz Truss's voice coach. He sounded like Barry White, didn't he? Well, wouldn't you with Josh and Lily bickering away in the background? Why are they at each other all the time? And Lily's really patronising voice. She seems to have regressed mentally since going back yeah. to university. Mm. Some of the things that she was saying when they were discussing how they were going to approach it yeah. with Denise was so basic. She'd only bloody been there a couple of days as well, wasn't she? You know, already they're pissed off with her and saying, we've got to confront her. We've got to say to her, we have our needs and, and when are you likely to go? And we need you to go by Sunday. I got a feeling whoever wrote this never lived in a shared house ever in their <laughs> life. They went straight from like living with their parents to marriage. Yeah. And never had to fight over cheese in a fridge. Or sort of share a bathroom. Yeah. But she had literally only been there a couple of nights when they were already getting tired of her. And Paul's in the living room, I suppose, wasn't he on the sofa? Yeah, that's the most disruptive thing, isn't it? Not Denise being there, but suddenly losing a room, like a living room, a yeah. communal area to someone else sleeping. Mm. That's the real, like, kicker. The drag. Yeah, Lily was like, we could say, uh, so, Denise, no offence or anything, but um, when you're leaving? Uh, Josh was saying, like, we could say, uh, on our schedule, we were thinking you'd be gone by Sunday. How's that, Denise? <laughs> the little pricks. Yeah. What is he getting exposed to over at Brookfield? His brain's gone to bloody mush as well. I know. I, I was thinking that today, like, if you were in that situation, you'd surely just say to the person, any idea how long you might be staying in a right casual way, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. That's it. Why were they going on and on and on? Yeah, well, you just say, like, how long are you here for? Yeah. I really enjoyed Paul shouting at them, <laughs> didn't you? Well, he said, let me plan the party. And then if it's shit, you can give me loads of grief and I can take it because he's bored of listening to the two of them going at each other. I would be too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Paul, all of that was going on. Paul's going to stay around. That's good. Denise will also be hovering in the periphery. Meanwhile, Hannah, the other sofa dweller, bonded with Paul. The best part about Hannah looking for a space in Stella's house is what, Matthew? It's going to really annoy Pip. Yay! <laughs> and it has annoyed her, hasn't it? I struggled tonight with that scene between Ruth, Pip and Stella. Ruth was just suddenly so matey. That, sorry, that sounds nothing like Ruth. <laughs> so matey. No, that's bad so, as well, isn't it? <laughs> so matey. No, what? Oh, God, what's <laughs> happened? That helium let, me get, let me get Vincent Price back in here. I'm so sorry, Matthew, for I cannot do Ruth either. Yeah, she was oh. being fine with Stella. So obviously, yeah. you know, they just do massive gear changes in the archers, where the last time we heard Stella mm. and Ruth and the ladies, it was Stella saying, we're going to have to lay down some ground rules and some boundaries. Yeah. And now suddenly they're getting on great. I didn't really hear that Ruth was laughing about the fact that Pip had wanted to move in. And then Pip just throws this massive teenage yeah. tantrum, doesn't it? Oh, you hate us. You hate the fact we're lesbians and you're mocking me for wanting to live with her. Oh, and Ruth was just like, so tiresome. just shut up and stick some spaghetti together. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know they were roaring with laughter about the fact that the spaghetti would stick together. It still, it just made me think that Ruth and Stella are far, far better as a pair again. It hasn't even occurred to Pip, but she's probably like, Jesus, uh, she's actually getting on better with my mum than she gets mm. on with me. So she's she's already aerated about the fact that Hannah might stay with Stella, help out with rent. She's jealous, basically, isn't she? And, and was going, um, but that that's all rather quick. You, you, all you did was have a have a quiz with her. How how do you know? I loved that so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently Pip makes amends tomorrow. Ah, oh. that's <laughs> sorry, Kerry. Listeners, we have to be fully open here we're recording yeah. on thursday we're finishing on thursday this week because friday is not available and we've left it hanging tonight with rob on the on the traffic island waiting and, for jesus uh, yeah waiting for jesus yeah i mean you know these people they go to lords they go to fatima all these places in ireland knock where they think he's mm. going to appear he's actually heading into borchester on a thursday night I loved tonight's episode. It was so out of nowhere. I mean, firstly, there was the baptism episode. I quite liked that new upbeat character, Bruce Titchener. I know he's been in it before, but it was good to hear him back. Very rare that with just one episode, you get your own jingle, but um, Bruce has got it. It's the Bruce Titchener Fun Hour. (laughs) That's as long as it lasts, the hour of fun. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed him. He straight away, his f- awful voice, who some people were saying sounded like Tom Courtney. Oh, okay. He's been in it before, hasn't he? As someone else, I think. Well, anyway. The, the, the actor that plays his father, I think, is the same actor that was in it when they went to trial. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the actor that played the mother died in real life. And oh. when, when we heard that Rob's mum had died... Ursula. I posted Ursula. Yeah, I posted a photo of the actor up on Twitter and said, "Later, Ursula." And then someone came and we went, oh, "Actually, she died in real life, mate." Matthew, I did like though. Straight in on Wednesday, he was going on about this magic water and mumbo jumbo. Church is the hiding place of the weak and the inadequate. And I thought, yeah, that's that's you and Rob. What about Maya? I thought Tony was going to interject and say, uh, sorry, the, the hiding place of the weak and inadequate, that's uh, that's my place. <laughs> yeah, pretty much any house in Ambridge. Comic genius from Bruce. And he went, oh, good grief, it's Farmer Giles. Yeah, when Tony strode in. I loved that Tony, he was there sort of thinking he was going to do something, but he didn't quite know what he was going to do. This is the most exciting Tony's ever been. His idea was to heckle during the baptism or <laughs> punch him. I know. <laughs> I did a tweet where I said what he really needs to do is just suddenly burst into song and start singing If I Could Turn Back Time <laughs> in the aisle, <laughs> doing a share voice. Well, that was as likely as any of the other ideas he had, wasn't it? I know. I do get it, though. I mean, if your child had been abused to the extent that Rob abused Helen and then was trying to be all, you know, holy and redemptive, I, I get why you'd want to go shouting at them. He, he was on the verge of doing that, but then he realised through witnessing Bruce's treatment of Rob, that Rob's whole life has been a punishment. Yep. He didn't feel sorry for it. He had a, oh, he said a little stab of pity, which I thought was hilarious. That's what Helen gave him. Under the circumstance. 
Francis, yeah. I mean, we said before when the whole thing kicked off with George and there was that conversation between Susan and Helen where mm. Susan said, what do you think made Rob the way he was? Because mm. she obviously has concerns for George. Yeah. And they said upbringing, possibly. Helen honestly didn't know, did she? I mean, if she's met Bruce, bloody clock it straight away, wouldn't you? So yeah. presumably she met the in-laws bloody obvious yeah. but is is there some room for upset within the listening community to think oh they're trying to normalize what rob did or trying to a figure mm -hmm. of pity i mean you can't really pity him for too long because next thing you know he's kind of like crucifying himself on a traffic island <laughs> i think the most that i can allow him if you like is i feel sorry for the child that Bruce abused, but I don't feel like that excuses Rob's behaviour in any way. Very powerful that Tony said to Alan, I saw the same look in his eyes as I used to yeah. see in Helen's. So he's just copy and pasting what his father did to him. Mm. He does to others, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cycle of abuse. Do you think Rob was spying on Tony and he knew that he was in Brian's office and that's why he called Brian? Very strange coincidence, wasn't it? Well, Tony was convinced that there was a real significance to, to the, the calling of Brian. It wasn't, I, I didn't really quite get my head around that. But you've often heard the calling of Brian, Kerry. <laughs> Normally at about 3am on a, on a Thursday. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, why um, why does he read Angry Texter magazine? Is it just so he can just go, Stella can say, hey, Brian, we have got a problem in the top field. We're going to have to look at the uh, planting lines. And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> I liked that bit where Brian and Tony were talking about AI in farming and um, Tony didn't like it because it was it would be like something out of Star Wars if they took over the tractors. Yeah, listeners, I haven't had time to think of this, but give me some Star Wars gags here. I've I've got some. Okay, go on then. I've got some. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking Star Wars farming. How do that? How do they cross over? Okay, go on then. And I don't even bloody know anything about Star Wars, really, apart from the first film. That was good. I thought. Um, now I don't know how the chap says this <laughs> in Star Wars, but I know it's a famous line. No. I am your farmer. <laughs> and the other one was, I have a bad feeling about this. Jesus Christ. By the way, when you said, I don't know how the bloke says this, do you mean Darth Vader? Yeah, the that's bloke. the fella. Yeah, that chap. <laughs> so imagine like a meeting with the Rebel Alliance going, uh, yeah, the, the main problem is that bloke. Um, sorry, Ooh. black suit, helmet. You know. Yeah. He's got a big, big lightsaber, yeah, kills everyone, on. chokes Can't people. Can't see his face, that one. <laughs> um, and the last one, you'll be glad to know, there were only three that I came up with. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hoe. <laughs> so, Isn't that what know. Rory said to Julianne? <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. you know, you, you asked and uh, I yeah, provided, yeah. Matthew. So. You did. Yeah. I did like the line where they said they weed between the lines. Yes, excellent line. Machinery. Yeah. By the way, I'm pretty sure I did a an Alan's Backstreet Baptisms ad a couple of weeks ago saying that Alan had created the character of Reverend Berry, named after his favourite singer, Nick Berry. And it's, <laughs> she's called Nikita Berry. They're, they're having a laugh. Yeah, I bet they twiddled that after they listened to us. 
<laughs> We're just a pure inspiration. Yeah, I am largely convinced we are writing the archers these days. That's our own type of madness, isn't it? Rob thinks Jesus is at the traffic island. Yeah. We think we're writing the archers. All right, I tell you what, let's have a little break and then we'll get deep into Rob, okay? Ooh, yes. They were just like any other dairy farming family who wanted to run an events barn on their land. But a dark, affronted, malevolent entity had other ideas. This destructive force took to its Ouija board. Sorry, I mean keyboard. To unleash critical havoc on their lives. When all else failed, they called on their last resort. A hopeless vicar. Who then showed them how to delete a dodgy review? The torture they went through for those four hours, when literally one person read the negative review has now been immortalized in film. David and Ruth Archer star in The Rexorcist, featuring Alan Franks as the hopeless vicar. The Rexorcist is a Cider Shed production, now showing in a rickety mobile cinema van at the top of Lakey Hill. Don't go through the woods on the way there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What did you think of the whole Rob on a traffic island? That Kerry's username tonight, I should say, on the recording is Christ on a traffic island. <laughs> It'd be a good expletive, wouldn't it? A good kind of thing to yell. 
Yeah. Christ on a traffic island. Yeah, it'll catch on at the football. Christ on a traffic island. How did you miss that? I did tweet this evening. This is one plot prediction that I don't think anyone would have made that Rob would drive to a traffic island, get out of his car, sit there and wait for Jesus to come and heal him. <laughs> you are of the opinion that it is a whole psychological experiment, the archers, to see how long yeah. our suspension of disbelief can be stretched. Mm. And I certainly felt that tonight. Yeah, having said that, though, I really enjoyed it. It was at least something a bit different, wasn't it? And yeah. not... So it wasn't, it wasn't one of those different sort of silly ones where they think we'll find it all funny, and we rarely do. This was just genius, <laughs> Just wasn't it was such a curveball. Yep, and thankfully Harrison was on the scene. <laughs> That's the sound of the police. Harrison. Yeah. Fresh from his negotiation skills oh. with Brian in the Gill's garden. And he must be thinking like, Jesus, oh, oh why didn't I get that bloody wildlife job? <laughs> He's just talking to binners, isn't he? <laughs> in oh, various no. locations. I loved how in the end, he kind of convinced Rob that, you know, he'd be better off going to Hampshire where, you know, I'm sure Jesus will visit you there. <laughs> Pretty much, wasn't it? I just, yeah. I don't know if you, you've, you've chosen a rather inconvenient place to uh, wait for Jesus, Rob. You're holding up all traffic. And anyway, if he does turn up, he won't be able to get through because of bloody traffic jam. <laughs> I was literally fashioning a joke around that <laughs> and Harrison just said it. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, right then. Why are we here, Rob? And he's like, because uh, Jesus is coming. And I thought Harrison would be like, oh, is he cool? <laughs> and he'd just yeah. sit down. Oh, I, I like a bit of Jesus, me. <laughs> but when he got there, he's like, I, 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 I can't remember your name. And I thought Harrison would be like, yeah, actually, I, uh, I can't remember it either, to be honest. <laughs> Miles is having a lovely time of things, isn't he? Sort of torn between his dad, his brother. I mean, I, I do wonder, do you think he will hang around after Rob has carked it? You know, will he feature much or will he just think, fuck, that's over. I'm out of here. What, you think Miles Titchener and Helen is going to be a thing? Not a thing as in a thing thing, but my, I don't know, why would he bother, to be honest? What also, I don't get, it must be quite challenging to be a colleague of Harrison's because Kevin rings him. He's like, Alan, I have to take this. And he goes, hey, Kevin, what's afoot? And I imagine Kevin's going to be like, it's that limb at the bottom of the leg, Harrison. We've been through this <laughs> a million times. <laughs> Those two things that are in your shoes. <laughs> Yeah, because he, when he got the phone call, he he said, um, oh, here we go. Someone's saying, where are you? Out? Why have you been so long? What what are you up to? <laughs> You're a policeman, Harrison. You yeah. will get calls where you have to go and do stuff. <laughs> it's not all shooting chipmunks with an air gun, mate. <laughs> or calls from your missus. Miles has clearly never dated a goth because he was complaining about ploughing into endless darkness. <laughs> oh, Matthew. What? Um, it is a strange place to decide to stop, isn't it? And then afterwards, I think Miles said, well, where do we go from here? Borchester, because it's, uh, it's a one-way system, Miles. <laughs> it's clearly signposted. <laughs> Interesting that Rob said to Tony that he still loved Helen. Oh, bullshit. Okay, all right, that's that. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? Well, probably is. I did a Block Capitals tweet about that. You don't know what love is. He's just using it as a chip. He's a player all the time. Everything he says is a manipulative tool. 
and he's a manipulative tool. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I am fully aware that he is a complete wrong I'm just saying that can there be little slivers of the truth in what he talks about and what he says? Oh, it's not love, though, is it? It's not love. It's the last person he was able to get stuff from and to perpetuate his... He's like a sort of parasitic creature that has to have some host upon which he's drawing his... I don't know. It's like a little stage he performs on, isn't it? The person. Well, that's what Tony said. He said he what he does is he gets an audience, he lines up all mm. the pieces, and then he does something. That's Jolene, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I mean, though? I it's not love at all. It's just a person who I don't think he even really sees people as people with feelings and emotions and things. He sees them as conduits to a means to an end. I read somewhere once someone said that when they met Jeffrey Archer, mm. the vibe they got from him that he immediately try and tries to figure out what can you do for me and are mm. you of use to me? And if you're not, not interested. Yeah. And, and who else has Rob got, for God's sake? He has no one. Even Miles said it, didn't he? Like, there's he's lost his missus he's lost his son he's lost he's lost everything he's lost his health his brain now if he wasn't dying which we mm. are almost certain he is yeah what redemption or what possible ability for him to ever be a normal functioning non-toxic human being is there like can he be cured of his nature or is it just nothing can be done well Matthew, he still hasn't yet, unless I missed it and I was sort of looking at the skirting board and wasn't paying attention, but he still hasn't said sorry for anything he's done. Did Jesus appear in your skirting board? <laughs> he hasn't, has he? He hasn't made any apology to anyone. He hasn't really said, I'm sorry, Helen, for what I put you through. I should not have done any of that. It was wrong. It was bad. It was unforgivable. I realise that. He hasn't realised anything about his wrongdoings. Meanwhile, poor old Lee kicked out, mm. gone to live with yeah. a mate in Borchester. Ryan Earl is tweeting out, goodbye, the archers. Yeah, yeah. Before I liked that he did that before the omnibus as well. Oof, oh, danger. did he? Yes, he did. What I'd love is for him to come back and go out with Kirsty. Yeah, match made in heaven. Yeah, exactly. He'd have so much more fun. And he'd be able to have more than one biscuit. <laughs> All right, Kerry, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about you lovely people that listen to the podcast. It was Borchester's premium dogging spot. But one October night, that changed forever, forever. Oh my God, it's you! I thought you were in Swindon. Ouch! That mildly hurt you, asshole. This Halloween, the Cider Shed presents The Lady Hills Have Eyes. Am I bleeding? Of course not. That guy's machete was literally made from Lego, you dumbass. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Okay, Kerry. Now, if people want to follow us on Facebook, we've got a Facebook group called The Cider Shed Podcast. Hang your head in shame, Kerry, because... Oh, dear. Yeah. Pam posted a little meme or a gif, if you will, on our Facebook. And she said the real reason that Ian didn't want to hold Adam's hand and it's a person removing a splinter from their finger. (laughs) Why did you think of that? I can't think of everything. That's brilliant. (gasps) Pam then went and posted that on other Archer's Facebook pages. And I think they were just like, Eh, what the fuck? I really <laughs> We are the log people, Pam. Don't <laughs> forget it. No, no, no. Do log is Pam not on Twitter? She could have put it on there. They would know what that was. I think she is on Twitter. All yeah. about. Yeah. Rebecca MJ got in touch on the Patreon as well. She mm. caught the fact that there was a spider dangling in the room where I set up the impromptu <laughs> recording studio the other day. Uh, and uh, she said, welcome to the Spider Shed podcast. Ooh, can we book you to write gags? That is good. We can use that in this week's uh, pod descriptions, can't we? What with it being Halloween and that. Kelly Herx got in touch to say, guys, I've just listened and heard my jingle. Massive goth over here. Love the cure. In fact, I also once left a review on a non-Kerry episode saying how much I enjoyed the Sisters of Mercy chat between Matthew and Peter. Yeah, we were talking about Dr. Avalanche, the drum machine that they use and have given a name to in Sisters of Mercy. The Facebook group. Sorry. (laughs) You sounded very strange then. Yeah, well, something happened to me then. I had a little episode. (laughs) You were droid. Yeah. You are real, aren't you, Matthew? I'm about to pull Tony off a tractor. Are you AI as well? It's gone all Star Wars. What's happened? Would you know if I was, Kerry? I probably wouldn't, would I? Maybe each time I log on here, I'm talking to some AI character. Dave Howard has posted, uh, Dave Howard of Spaceman 3 fame. Yeah. I haven't approved it yet. He's posted on Facebook saying, Oi, slackers, where's the midweek special? <laughs> and in brackets, you know I'm joking. But I'm like, well, Dave, yeah, we just, there was no availability for both of us to do it this week. But we are recording on Thursday and this is going to bang out well early for yeah. you guys this week. So I was trying to fish a fly out of my wine. Sorry, very small fly. I just want to say something about our Facebook group because it's gone private and more and more people are joining. If you listen to the podcast, you get the vibe. Like It's right there in the episode description. We don't take things too seriously. Not ourselves, not the archers. Just before you report something, ask this of the post. Might it be a joke? (laughs) Might it not be 100% serious? I get it that some of the other podcasts in their Facebook groups, they're a bit pearl clutchy, but... Really, we don't need to go reporting some of the things that have been reported. It's just not worth it, okay? Mm-hmm. And unless it's something horrific, which then obviously we will do something about. Yeah. 
don't report things that are quite obviously in jest. Silliness is to be encouraged here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Kerry, what's our Twitter? Twitter is at the Cider Shed Pod. I was asked by a couple of people this week on my Blue Sky personal account, when is the Cider Shed Pod going over to Blue Sky? And I do need to sort that out so we can start migrating things over there. But I'm straddling. I'm finding, you know, I'm, I'm finding it hard to straddle between Twitter and Blue Sky in my personal capacity. Right. And I also have the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter that I deal with all the time. To have a fourth thing <laughs> that I'm trying to keep on top of is sort yeah. of blowing my mind slightly at the moment. But it, it will come, but I'm not sure yet. A fair few people got in touch across all of the socials to say one of the loose ends that was never really mm. fleshed out was Adam's sister or half-sister from <gasps> Ireland. Erin? Yes. Came in, came out. We were a bit suspicious of her being bona fide, weren't we? Yeah. Good call. She got completely freaked out by it. I mean, I think she just met Adam, basically. <laughs> she yeah, was she's, Adamed. She's definitely his sister, but wants nothing to do with him, <laughs> having met him. She didn't meet Adam's family, but, you know, <laughs> I think Adam was enough. do 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 in fact, one of the pictures that Mimi did of me, I was in the Adams family. I saw that. Hey, something else that multiple people have been in touch with. Mm. Apparently there's a BBC radio drama called Freddy and the Dolphin. Are you aware of it? It keeps being advertised when I listen to our podcast on oh, Apple. Okay. I always I might have a listen on the normal to like make sure everything's gone through okay, blah, 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 because I hear the rough edit, but I always listen again. And yeah, that keeps being mentioned. Well, a couple of people have got in touch because it's about a guy that you get, travels by public transport to a seaside town to sexually molest a dolphin, isn't it? Or have I got that wrong? I, th I think that's what it's about. It usually starts and I fast forward. So. <laughs> okay, because multiple people have been in touch saying that I heard this ad about a guy called Freddie going to have it off with a dolphin. And I was just convinced it was one of Matthew's ads. Yes. It sounds exactly like it would be. What twisted mind do these people think I have? Uh, incredibly twisted, correctly. Mims Dawson Riley got in touch on the Facebook, by the way, and said she loved the accent question that Vincent was asking last week. And she said, yeah. as a staff East Londoner who now lives in Kent, I feel very underrepresented accent wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she said, let's not even go there ethnicity-wise. I'm feeling playful this week, so maybe I'll post an audition video for the an Archer's Londoner to the group soon. Well, Matt Crawford was the last stereotypical Londoner, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, Puss Cat. Was he actually a Londoner? I thought he was. A Cockney, wasn't he? I don't know. All right, okay. Maybe I got that wrong, but no, I'm pretty no, sure I'm sure might. you're right, but I, I hadn't thought of him as a Londoner. Kerry, do we have any new reviews? We do, we do, we do. We have three. So that's bloody great, isn't it? And they're all five stars. Yeah, so we've got uh, one from Arrowhead73. Catch up with conspiracy is the title. Hi, Sideshed. I got hooked on the archers on my first trip to play sandcastles on Optelic. Now, I looked that up and it's some army thing. Operation in Iraq. And I've been listening ever since on my trusty ancient iPod, currently posted in Je Belgium. Can't be doing with BBC Sounds and the random shit way it throws out the episodes. Great banter <laughs> between you two. I love the theories that you come up with. 
but Brian and Joy is a stretch too far, methinks. Keep it up. Cheers. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm surprised that you want Brian and Joy to be together because I think you just want him for yourself. <laughs> I love Joy, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, be good. Then we had one from Jafar64, who doesn't love hearing Pip? And then dot, 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 and the rest of her self-centred, entitled, up-themselves, extended family being subjected to witty and incisive urinectomy. (laughs) 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 The the perfect antidote to the pomposity of every silver linings resident cloud, Mogadon Macy, and Tommy (laughs) too-thick-to-fail sausage. It's comforting to know there are other people like me. And then in brackets, they've put, not sure how comforting that is for them, mind. So that was good. That's from Ireland. I I feel like I've just put a warm blanket over myself listening to that review. And a very brief one to finish off with, again from Ireland, from Florentine Gold. Filthy but gorgeous is the title. So that's an old Scissor Sisters reference, I think, isn't it? All the snark of the tweet along with added filth. What's not (laughs) to like? Very good. Isn't Florentine Gold what Helen's rebranding Sterling Gold as? I can't believe it's not. Yeah. So that's good. Very heartwarming. Uh, Still, we're not at 4.9. I I don't know why. Despite swathes of five-star reviews, we never go higher than 4.8. You know why? Because we upset someone with the jingles and they took it down to three stars. So, yeah, keep them coming. Five-star reviews. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, thanks so much for that. It really helps get the podcast out there it really helps the reach another way you can do that is to become a patron and this week we've got two patrons kerry who have joined the first one they've called themselves rod but i looked at their email that they joined via and i don't think their name's rod but they've got this anyway rod oh rod is that your real name thank you so much for becoming a cider shed patreon now let's get spooky point out that i did hire vincent price for the cider shed this week mm-hmm. he's helped us out he's uh despite being dead he's really putting a shift in see and, i was uh, expecting rod stewart then matthew um, of course you were who would have been more scary to be honest with you. <laughs> i i think we do have a uh, someone on twitter called rodders so i'm i'm thinking it might be them so thank okay you. the other person who joined was uh catherine mcginnis Gratefully welcoming Catherine McGinnis into the Cider Shed Patreon House of Horrors. Enjoy your stay, Catherine. <laughs> A couple of other things that happened. I was talking to Trudy, TR Talk, who was just asking a couple of bits and pieces about the pod. And was there, I think it was, she was like, there has to be a midweek episode coming out, which was last week. And I said, look, just hold your impaled horses. It's coming. <laughs> and then she immediately um, asked me if I'd like to accompany her to a gin tasting event, and I, which I got all excited about. And then she messaged about two seconds later going, that wasn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> and is she in Porto anyway? No. I don't know where this bloody thing was. I, don't, I was <laughs> trying to explain that I drank gin once when I was 17 and I've never drank it since. I don't like it either. I, I just, no, it uh, it tastes like drinking... Earwax. Oh, really? Is that what you think? Yeah. My daughter loves it, but 
No. Yeah, there's something I just don't get on with about it. I don't know what it was. Probably that I got absolutely trashed and went to the pig club on it when I was 17 and I've never... <laughs> the pig club? Yeah, punk indie goth, it stood for. Oh, I see. And uh, I found out this week, actually, funnily enough, that my ex is now dating the guy that DJed at that club night who was like probably about 10 years older than me and he was a god to me he also produced a really good fanzine called bugs and drugs and my mate said they saw them at a halloween party and they're an item now and i was actually more jealous that she's dating him (laughs) than vice versa that's nice though that means that two people you know yeah yeah no happy for them kerry is there anything we've missed this week oh football oh football Ball. You you open it up, Kerry, because your okay, dulcet tones do a better job on this than I okay. mind it. Here we go. I did think earlier, I never talk about any of the other, you know, I always go top four or top bottom four or whatever, and so do you. What about the poor people loitering, moving up and down? Pick at random, Kerry, because, I mean, we certainly don't need to mention that bloke at first place. Yeah, joint top is uh, my son again <laughs> with FC James, James Scott. So. Yeah. Well, how many points? 668, not 666, Matthew. That was the name of uh, an Attila the Stockbroker song, 668, The Neighbour of the Beast. <laughs> I like it. I'm 10 and you, Matthew, are 30th. Yeah, I'm up. I had 80-something yeah. points last week. Yeah, I know. You've got, you have 83. gone up. You're only 20 spaces below me. Yeah, and I, a Spurs player as my captain, which is, you know, oh, I'm, I'm now I'm now going to go in and punch myself in the knackers five times for doing that. <laughs> so let's, like, go down. We've got the beauties, Julie Fremantle. She's at 16th. Terry Wiggins, 14th. Uh, my mother is in between those two with Fafa FC. Plant Pot, Julie Scott. She's gone up to 20. Bounce back ability, Jethro Hallett. Sadly gone down to 20 for 21. Uh, Macawoni Cheese, Gabe Shepherd, gone down to 27. Oh, come on, Gabe. Yeah. Oh, my brother's gone up, Lads United, but he's doing quite shit at 38. Is that his age? A bit harsh on him, Kerry? <laughs> oh, no. Rob Williams is just below my brother. At 39, having gone down. Mari, oh, she's gone down further to 41. But she's above Peter Ficklin. <laughs> 42. <laughs> I think, basically, Peter Ficklin, L.A. Jackson, Nimrod Pleasure Beach and Emily Crew stopped looking at <laughs> fantasy football weeks well, ago, possibly. I'm telling you right now, Peter Ficklin is juggling his team. Is he? And he's still down there. He put all his injured players on the bench. Well, maybe he'll soar upwards this week. And funnily enough, he's got Liverpool's goalkeeper on the pitch. On the bench, he's got Cleopatra. <laughs> oh, there's a Star Wars team name, Obi-Wan, Kenobi Nil. Yeah. Andrew Marchetti got, went down to 13. Andrew Marchetti, Marchetti, Marchetti is a patron, I think. Yeah, so I love that we're all involved in this. It's a silly little bit of fun, but um, and there's a long, long way to go, isn't there? We're, there will be some goodies for first, yes. second, third as well. And if first, second, third happens to be any of Kerry's offspring, it will naturally jump to the next person. Yeah. All right, Kerry, we don't have any insight on what's happening on Friday's episode, but I read that it just says Alan receives more bad news. So do you think he, they're just basically like, uh, sorry, we're demolishing the church? Rev. It'll be that Jesus actually was at the traffic island, <laughs> got run over, 
now no longer exists and won't reincarnate or whatever he does what does he do resurrect the only thing i heard was there's an eco meeting at the church isn't there on friday yeah have you heard what it's called he died for your bins (laughs) and on that note (laughs) what we might do is go over friday's episode early next week all right everyone love you lots love you too are we saying that to the listeners or each other carrie the listeners, but I quite liked it when you said that to me. <laughs> okay, well, maybe maybe we should get out of here. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, See you next week. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Hello. No, I am your farmer. <laughs>